What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing great, man. Um, doing as good as your Jets, man. How you feeling? <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't watched uh, <clears throat> this week's uh, episode of Hard Knocks yet, but uh, I heard uh, uh, Sala uh, tore into the old line. There was some uh, some news coming out of Spartanburg down here at the Carolina camp that the uh, the old line that Rogers wasn't happy, wasn't getting a lot of time. Obviously, they pulled it together, or they looked they looked okay uh, in the preseason game. But yeah, I mean, still, uh, you know, still still optimistic. Uh, they signed uh, they signed Cook, uh, one year deal, uh, incentive laden deal. Um, probably a little insurance for uh, Brees Hall. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wondering who is the one that you know that 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 uh, kind of gave in. It kind of seemed like they were a standoff. Um, I'm guessing it was Cook because I I don't think that the Jets really needed to extend to get him, uh, but but they did. Uh, you know they they didn't spend a ton of money, but it was a uh, you know still still an eight eight millions a chunk, and um, you know they they uh, they activated Brees Hall off the the pup list yesterday, so we'll we'll see what happens here. But they still got Michael Carter who's looked good in the preseason so far, and yeah, still still optimistic, but. But uh, cautiously, of course. Okay. But uh, what you call it? They they signed him for what? Uh, nine million, right? It's like one year, eight point five million. Yeah, I think it's mostly you know gameplay, a lot a lot of incentive based, uh, not dissimilar to Zeke's contract with the Patriots. Yeah, well, that's crazy. That's almost Saquon's contract for on a one year. Um, yeah. So it just shows how much the uh, running back market is devalued. But hey, that's a great uh, backup. Uh, or uh, first option if uh, things don't go right with uh, Hall and he has to sit a little bit longer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I, I think, uh, they, so wouldn't act- they, w- they wouldn't activate him if uh, they didn't think he was ready to go. You know, I think it maybe maybe this this allows them to be a little bit slower getting him in, involved. But he's he's going to be you know him and Garrett Wilson are their are their you know playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. So they want to make sure that he's he's healthy and, and ready for a playoff run. Oh yeah, but as I said, even even if he is healthy, there's still no rush for him to uh right for you for you to throw him out there for twenty, get him twenty touches a game, just kind of mm-hmm. ease him in. So yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting to see how that fan power plays out in fantasy as well because uh. You know, I think uh, they had Cook going in like round seven. Now I'm sure he's going to go a lot earlier, and then I'm sure he's going to drop uh, Breeze down a little bit. I know he was going like the third round, so I, I think Breeze is yeah, he's going, he's a he's he's going top ten running back. I don't know, man. We have to we have to wait and see, man. Yep. Hopefully, one of these running backs fall to fall because I got the uh, first pick, so on that uh, loop <laughs> around, I've been uh, doing my research, getting ready for oh, yeah. the draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. Many, you haven't done as many mock drafts as Tom though. No, probably not. He's been doing mock drafts since the end of last year, but um, <laughs> I did a few. I did a few like uh, probably. The, I'm trying to. I'm trying to do like once one a day, but I only get past like the third or fourth round. And I just drop out. Yeah, because I kind of the, the main thing for me is when most picks that second and third pick to see who's uh who's going to be left for my options. So, mm-hmm. but it's going to be fun to watch, man. And then uh, also in the NFL. I mean, there wasn't really up much else. Uh, just a few few fights here and there during training camp. There's nothing really uh major outside of the norm, so 
Yeah, Patriots. Patriots sign Zeke. You know, I I don't know if that that doesn't really move the needle for me. Uh, you know, I, I think it's similar to, to to Cook signing, bring a veteran running back in. They uh, Zeke's a good blocker, so maybe that mm-hmm. that that helps them. Um, but it just seems like they could have signed Damian Harris to do the same thing for I don't know twenty percent of the cost. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, man. Um, but I, the main thing for the Patriots, I think the 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 uh, what's going to make the difference is the quarterback. Um, sure. It seems like they're not still sold on uh, the Mac attack. So I don't know what's going on over there, man. I mean, their defense is always going to be there, but uh, that's the one thing that's going to be holding them back. But don't get me wrong, they still they still were a formidable formidable team last year. Almost made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, they're they're definitely gonna be right in the mix. So once they uh once they get those weapons on offense, I think that's also holding them back. And uh, they believe in their quarterback. Uh, it's gonna they're gonna be right in the mix. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just think that they're they're they they still have a lot of work to do on that quarterback side. I mean, they're still they're still pl- putting three guys you know up there right now with the ones uh, with Jones, Zappy, and now um, uh, Malik Cunningham, the rookie, mm-hmm. who looked good in the preseason game. So yeah, still a little bit of identity crisis over there. I mean, you know, fortunately that's something they didn't have to worry about for 20 years, but now it's uh you know it's it's it, it they're seeing what the you know. 90% of the league sees has, has seen for, you know, most, most of the, you know, the past 25 years. Oh yeah, man. But that's the thing. Uh, they have their run. Uh, hopefully they'll, they can bring back the magic sometime uh, in the near future. So, Oh yeah. And then uh, I said, it wasn't really much else in the NFL, but uh, I mean, we got fantasy football coming up. How, how you feeling about it, man? Who, is there anybody that you are, uh, you like this year that you're trying to target or stay away from? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I honestly haven't haven't looked much at it yet. I usually wait till uh, you know we're getting closer to the to the draft date, just because um, you never know what injuries are going to occur or things like that. But uh, the guys that I like, I, I do like Jalen Hurts again this year. Bijan Robinson's getting a lot of play down in Atlanta as pro- was one of the top backs off off the board. I, I do like McCaffrey's situation in San Francisco. Shanahan will will I think do a good job of uh, you know limiting or maximizing his efficiency uh who else D- debo's prime for a comeback i think you know the big wide receivers out there justin jefferson uh tyreek stefan diggs i think I, I i love garrett wilson on the jets uh, uh, aaron Rodgers loves him already so i like that yeah i mean he had uh oh yeah like 1300 yards last year without a uh, top quarterback so I mean, <laughs> yeah it's not a. It's not. I don't say he's gonna have a, a even better year, but I mean, if he can do that without a quarterback, I mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is definitely gonna give him the ball. So. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think anyone else that, that like not off the top of my head. No, those are kind of you know a few of the guys I'll be looking at first couple of rounds. Yeah, I, I feel like. Uh, I mean, the first. I think the thing for me is more of those uh, later rounds where you can uh, get some quality uh, talent. I was definitely checking out some of these uh, rookie tight ends. You know, if you happen to miss a tight end in the earlier rounds, maybe you can try to go for one of them. Um, and then as well, just the uh, those other secondary receiver, receivers like Odell, Hopkins, Thomas, trying to think Gibson. Well, Gibson's a running back, but and then those other like secondary uh, running backs like uh, Samaji, uh, I think he'll do good. Yep, because uh, what you call it, uh, Williams is not really back, fully back, so it might be a while before he kicks in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just some of those other players you can uh, like those rookie running backs, receivers uh, that you might want to check out. So and then the other quarterbacks too. I think uh, some of the other quarterbacks are gonna have a good year, a great year this year, like Justin Fields and 
I'm trying to think who else. I was uh, checking yeah, out. Yeah, Fields getting drafted high on this year. Yeah, I mean, is uh, he looked great in the preseason, but it is preseason. I mean, only threw like three balls, but I mean, for what he did last year, without without any weapons, and they got him some weapons this year, beefed up the off- offensive line. So, I mean, he's going to be right in the mix. So, I think that's going to be an interesting story to watch because that division's up for the taking. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I mean, it's a we had the Vikings last year, but. You know, they were what, like 11 and one in one score games, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, so who knows what, uh, you know, what, what that could, that could easily flip the other way. And then, yeah, you got the, the Packers who retooled. I, I do like St. Christian Watson out there. He's, he seems like he's got a good rapport with uh, Jordan Love early on in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, the Bears and Fields and, and then, uh, the Lions. I mean, they're probably like the, uh, you know, potentially a favorite to win that win that uh, division uh, with the Goff and Amron St. Brown and, and and that crew over there with the Campbell leading the way. Oh yeah, that's that's a guy I do like. I I do like Amron St. Brown this year. I think he's, yeah, he's he's shown that he's not just a flash in the pan. Yeah, I would uh, I would I would keep an eye out for their running back uh, Gibbs. They said he might be like a Alvin Kamara type, or he's getting a lot of touches. So. That's going to be very interesting because uh, last year they were more of a two two running back uh, team. Mm-hmm. And then on, on the Bears side, um, I mean, you got Herbert, but he's like a, he, he played great last year. But I think uh, I think that situation is going to be interesting as well, because that backup uh, running back they got from Texas. Um, I forgot his name, Johnson or something like that. It's more of a big guy. And they said he's like he's the better pass blocker. So he might get some uh, some good reps in there, too. So. And, you know, the Bears are going to definitely looking to run the ball. So, Oh, yeah. And then um, on to the NBA, not much here. Uh, I'm only thinking it's going on pretty much James Harden. Um, <laughs> so he's not going back to Philly. We were kind of unsure if he was, but now he's calling out the GM, saying, hey, boy, uh, Daryl Morey's a liar. So I was interested. I wonder. They didn't really say what was what was the reason, right? I'm sure it's a uh, contract later or something. <laughs> I think it was a joke, but but uh, this morning they were saying it was something about free pizza on Fridays. Oh. And how, and, <laughs> but like I, I think I, I kind of got into the middle of it, and I was like, "Wait, is this a joke, or what's going on here?" That would have been hilarious, so, though. Like, <laughs> I'm not convinced that's not the the truth, uh, just because knowing James Harden. But um, yeah, that that was a, a kind of a weird situation where he's he's at a camp in China, calling Daryl Morey a liar and saying he'll never play in Philadelphia again. Oh yeah, um, that's what I, I wonder if it's. To me, it sounds like contract related. Um, as far as I think James Harden probably thought he's gonna get a long term deal, and maybe they shafted him on the deal or something. But ultimately, it's gonna be interesting to see where he goes. So yeah, and maybe it's about the trade. Maybe that maybe Daryl Morey is actually not trying to trade him. He's yeah. just telling people he is. Who knows? You know, who knows with with uh, with Harden? Yeah, I think he'll. It's gonna be interesting to see if he'll sit if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, it it's ha- it happened with Ben Simmons, right? This is it's not unprecedented, but. I, I don't know. I, I feel like at this point, just like get rid of him. I mean, he's just bad for the team. Yeah, um, he doesn't want to be there. So yeah, I, I don't know. I you know I don't really get why they uh, uh, hold on to to the. I, I get. I I know why they do because they want to get ma- they want to maximize value. But at, at the same point, it's like just just get rid of him. Yeah, but uh, it's gonna be interesting. But it's also gonna hurt their uh, chances to keep Embiid um, in the sure. next few years. So. You know, maybe they're looking at it that way. So, but I mean, I, I feel like that team is doomed from the start. So, oh yeah, yep. Again, the process is dead. Yeah, I mean, it could have been so much better if they would have uh, made those other right picks. But man, they waffled on all. That. There's a lot of picks they waffled on, but man, yeah, 
<laughs> and then uh, my boy Jalen Brunson out there killing in uh, USA basketball, leading the team in points. And that last game picked up the win. I think it's going to be interesting to see how, how uh, that pans out as well because we don't really have the A-list, the top A-list stars playing. So mm-hmm. but ultimately, I mean, if we don't win, then people are just going to say, yo, because we don't have our best guys here. But right, hey, right. it doesn't seem like the players pride themselves anymore on, uh, uh, you know, Olympic basketball. Yeah, I think it's tough, too. I think it's, you know, you get a long year, uh, especially if you go deep in the playoffs, you know, and you're, you're kind of just starting to ramp up in a little bit here for uh, for the season. It's like, I really want to go through this, you know, start this this early. So I, I get it. I get that side of it. But also, like, <clears throat> you know, you hear guys and, you know, we'll get we'll get into this in a couple of weeks. But but talking about the Ryder Cup and, you know, Lucas Glover's out here saying that, you know, he'd give up every any any win he'd ever had to, to be on the Ryder Cup team and play for play for America. I, I know it's a different sport, but. Yeah, I, I think it's taken for granted a little bit. Yeah, but I'm also noticing um, some of the other like uh, international players are not playing either. So yeah, uh, yeah, it, it it's it's true. I mean, other than Luca, who just uh, I think just plays basketball all year round. Um, yeah. <laughs> some other guys are, are are taking some time off. Yeah, so definitely uh, needed. So, but it's gonna be fun to watch because uh, well, just to see if anybody emerges out of that as far as like those uh guys that are kind of on the cusp of becoming superstars but you know they don't get enough uh, playing time or yep. might not be might not get into the playoffs as much but uh it's still gonna be interesting to see yep and then uh on to mlb i mean he's not too much here man yankees uh still in last place in the division um it's pretty much uh pretty much finished man i think they're finished man yeah i, I think that that uh that loss to miami when when they were you know up seven two going to the ninth that uh that uh, that buried him for me. Yeah, man, we're about to be uh looking at mock drafts uh for MLB <laughs> soon, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough when you when you lose that game, then you have to go to Atlanta, the best team in uh in the majors, and and uh you know I got I got my neighbors down here chirping me, Braves fans. So you know it's a tough tough spot, but uh, I think it's uh, it's it's time to you know I think they need to rebuild that that coaching staff a bit. You know, maybe maybe this is the last leg for Brian Cashman. Mm-hmm. I don't think that their roster is that bad, but but they're just you know they're not hitting, and it's hard to you know I, I don't know. I think they got some some good players on the team, but I think that they need to 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 boost up their uh, boost their bats up a little bit. We can't just be doing the home run strikeout thing. Yeah, man, it ain't, it ain't working. Yeah, it's like uh, they're swinging for the hills and not uh they don't got guys that can get on base nope. like uh. Which is uh, hurting them. It's either home runs or nothing. And then uh, we got a uh, PGA. We got the BMW Championship coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Who are you liking in this? I don't, I don't think the major guys are too many. Major guys are playing, though, right? They all are. So this is this is the second leg of the playoffs. Uh, first okay. leg was 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 last week, which you had an, uh, you know another win from Lucas Glover, who's kind of uh sort sort up the uh, standings here. So uh, we got this week in Chicago. There's there's only 50 guys playing. Uh, so it's the second leg of three. So 30 will move on to the, the tour championship to try to win it. I don't know if it's 18, 15 million this year. I, f- I forget whatever they bumped it up to. Uh, I saw um, uh, 20. I saw 20. Is it 20? Purse. It might be 20. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the purse. Yeah. No, I'm saying yeah. if you win the if you win the FedEx, oh, the whole thing it goes it goes to. Uh, uh, I I think it was 15. I'm not sure. Oh, Anyways, yeah. um, yeah, you got you got all the big the big guys will be there. Rom, Scheffler, Rory. Every, everybody's in that who's in that top top 50 so uh yeah this is a tough course it's it's a it's a longer course it's tight um the rough is nasty 
it, it almost plays like a like a major championship course. I think the winner last year was five under or four under, which is okay. you know not That's typical not of yeah. yeah. It's not it's not you know usually you're in the mid mid double digits, low double digits somewhere in there. So it's it's a little uh, a little bit of a different different vibe, but. Yeah, you know, I think this week it's it's the guys who can uh, who who can get up and down. Can't has been playing well. Patrick Cantlay's been playing well. Um, problem is he he doesn't hit the ball a ton. Uh, Spieth uh, played played well. Uh, he he obviously has you know one of the best short games uh, on on tour. So you know he's he's named to look out for. And yeah, you know if if Scheffler or Rory can get a putter putter going, you know those guys hit the ball straight and far and are good around the green. Um, but they've just been cold with the with the putters. So uh, and and don't discount Lucas Glover still just banging it around out there at uh, 43. Uh, been playing real well. So uh, some options out there. But but uh, if I had to pick, I think yeah. I like speed. I think I like speed this week. Okay, had to add him to uh, the parlay. I know all uh, the the uh, lines they have pretty much Rory and uh, uh, Scotty right. up there. Yeah, Rory and Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. So. John Rahm has one here before too. Keegan Bradley's one here. So some other names, the guys who hit the ball, you know, pretty far uh, and, and fairly straight. So okay, I'm gonna have to spread this around then. Some good odds. And then uh, it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. We got another edition of JD's Brighton Brew. What you got for us? All right, so I got a, a, a pulled chicken baked potato. Okay. Um, so you know, getting getting close to that fair season where you, you know, people got the barbecue in, in the in the on a potato. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, the famous uh, Connecticut potato with the big E. You know, bump you can pump brisket, pulled pork, whatever you want to it, pile it on with cheese and all that, all the uh, all the fixings on there. But uh, yeah, so tonight I just did a, a barbecue chicken in the crock pot. I used a uh, a local barbecue sauce, um, uh, vinegar based. Actually, did pretty good. It it, uh, it did smell the house up pretty good, but uh, it was pretty tasty. I I coated the uh, baked potatoes with uh, olive oil and uh, sea salt. Uh, threw okay. those in the oven at 450 for about an hour and a half. Uh, get them nice and crispy. Yeah, pulled them out, split it in half. Uh, threw some of that pulled chicken. I, you know, I, I shredded it when it when it was done. Put that on there. Uh, topped it with a little bit more barbecue sauce. Uh, threw some cheddar cheese. A little bit of sour cream. What else? Had a little bit of coleslaw. You made uh, the coleslaw from scratch, or was it uh, like uh, no? Store, it, was a, it was a it was a store bought one. It was like oh, a, okay. it was a it was a Trader Joe's version, so it was supposedly a little healthier. Not not mayo based. It was like oh. a Dijon Dijon mustard based. Oh, how was it? It was actually pretty good. Yeah. I I don't like to buy prepackaged stuff, but theirs is usually pretty good. Oh, okay. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, man. KFC got some good coleslaw, man. They, I like their coleslaw, yeah. It's it's a little... Um, you almost gotta eat it right away, because if it gets like a little bit warm, it gets a little runny. But uh, yeah. But, but yeah, right when you get it, it's it's, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. We used, to get to the, we used to get the Ken's coleslaw at, um, at the pizza shop, and I always okay. liked that one. I, th- I thought that one was pretty good. A little bit of salt and pepper on it. It was it was really good. Yeah, I never had. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other good places had uh, coleslaw that I liked. Yeah, I can't think of any. The only mm-hmm. one I can think of that is KFC that had good coleslaw. That's tragic, man. What's that? And then uh, and then uh, what oh. you guys uh, dr- drink that down with? 
All right. So for this week, we got Heist Heist Brewery again. They uh, are in, uh, in 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 Uptown Charlotte in, in the Noda neighborhood. Uh, they're actually there's a band playing there tonight called Eggy. Uh, pretty good band. If if anyone's interested, a little jam band. Uh, seen them, seen them a couple times. Uh, very okay. solid. But they uh, are are known for well at least you know for me at least they're they're sours and they're ghosts and was up there at the brewery it was a sour beer it was called mop so it was a mango orange pineapple and passion fruit so it was a it was a berliner weiss so it's a basically a fruited sour it's usually just a little bit lighter than like a a thick milkshakey type thing but it was uh it was it was pretty tart it was good i'm usually not a huge mango fan but i i didn't feel like the mango overpowered powered this one I got more of the, uh, the orange and the pineapple. Mm-hmm. It was still pretty, pretty thick. Uh, so it wasn't like I could have, you know, probably one was about the max. You'd want, you wouldn't, you know, if you went for two, it might, I don't know, might be heartburn central, but, uh, but for one beer, that was pretty good. Probably throw it at like a 7.3. Well, that's not too shabby. Yeah. But again, they, they make a ton of good sours, wild ales, you know, you name it. Gozes, uh, feel like the uh, that sea salt uh, on the back end. They do they do IPAs and, and the pale ales as well. Uh, I'm not as big on those, but uh, but yeah, their sours are, are uh, they usually knock them out of the park. Well, that's good, man. Sounds like uh, you had a, a decent beer that uh, yeah. wasn't too shabby. You got some nice flavor in it. Picked yep. up uh, something new in, in, in the event you're in the mood for some mango, even though you like mango. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if uh, I wonder if, if I would rate it higher because I like uh, I'm a fan of the mango. Oh yeah, you, you you might have. And just a just a heads up, a little preview for next week. Uh, may have one of our higher rated beers of all time. Oh shit, this <laughs> this about to be a nine <laughs> yeah. something. You got You got to wait a week though. Okay, okay. Might be a nine point something in this <laughs> in this piece. The Richter scale going off, man. Oh yeah. And then uh, that's JD's bites and brew, everybody. And then uh, this week we got the BRRs. Has some uh, caught a lot of movies, man. Um, some good, oh, some get, bad. We got we got throw the spoiler. We got uh, we got called out last week. Oh, we, for what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you get called out for? Spo- spoiling shows. Oh, spoiling shows. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll try not to. I'll try no, not I'm to just spoil. Kidding. No, just oh. to say spoiler alert, and then we'll, we'll yeah, keep yeah. going. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not really much on the shows because I mean, but as yeah, far as the shows was, uh, they're pretty much done. Um, Winning Time is back, Sec- second season. They only got two episodes out. Pretty much going over that. Uh, was it uh, eighty eighty one season? So mm-hmm. with uh, with you know, with the Lakers. So, um, they're just getting started. Not really much to give out on this. Um, definitely a good show if you uh, you like basketball, especially old school basketball. Um, and and this, the story is interesting too when you see all the different sides of uh because uh, you know they're going over the man the player side management side and then you're seeing like some of the league stuff so that they're including us uh, as well as Magic Johnson's story so nice yeah I have I haven't started it yet um I want to I want to get into it though yeah it's a good watch man it's probably one of those probably have to watch uh with no kids around just to, just because of the graphic uh uh sexual content but overall it's a good show though. Pretty, as, as some of the characters are pretty funny. Like Jerry West is pretty funny because um, he's always angry. So, <laughs> so maybe that's why he was uh, mad about how they depicted him in the show. But 
Um, they did a good. They did a good job of you know dramatizing the the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was good, man. Uh, I'm just interested to see how long it goes. Um, just to see how if they get into, because they they kind of um like give some limelight to other players as well. Like as like there's a guy that's in there playing uh, Dr. J. Um, there's a guy in there playing you know you know obviously Larry Bird and then some of the other players. So you kind of see the interactions between Magic and those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be for me. I want to see if uh, if it gets to the Jordan era, or as Jordan comes into the league, and then some of the other players, because uh, I think we're a few years away from uh, when Jordan gets in. So, yep. And then outside of that, we had a uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, am I drawing a blank? Oh, Hard Knocks. Mm. Um, yeah, first episode, first and second episode. Second episode out. I haven't watched the second episode either yet. So. Uh, we're kind of in the same boat. But overall, it looks like it's going to be a good season, man. All uh, I know is crows get suffocated when they are uh, when they get to a certain point in the uh, in, in the, the atmosphere. The atmosphere, yeah. That's what the <laughs> Eagles. That's what the Eagles do to because because uh, <laughs> they don't want to fight them. So uh, a, the, that was an interesting fact too that uh, the crows are only uh, bird that will fight the eagle. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty bold of them, man. But hey. That's like a high, I feel like that's a high, like a hyena, but hyena runs in packs, you know, but birds run, you know, pretty much by themselves. But um, that's a very interesting fact. So yeah, the way the, the way he used it as the way he set up the whole thing for an analogy or not, as far as like, you know, what the team expects um, as far as, the, you know, distractions out there. So I thought that was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, cool. And then, uh, yeah, so I said so far so good, I, and I didn't even know like just I didn't know homeboy homeboy was the uh, voice of the uh the hard knots either. I didn't either, Cliff Schreiber. I, I didn't know that. I was like, that's not that does not sound like him. It was kind of funny that that Aaron Rodgers kept calling him God. Yeah, he's like, hey, he's a voice of God, man. Go say <laughs> hi, man. Go say hi, man. <laughs> it was God. Funny. I think uh, yeah. you know so far, at least in the first episode, Aaron Rodgers comes off as like uh, comes off really good uh, to me. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, some of the players were saying that too. So um, that's what I mean. They're like, "This guy is so freaking cool." Oh yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens as the you know the season yeah, goes on. But yeah. um, definitely, uh, it's definitely gonna be fun to watch, man. Between him, um, Sauce, and then, um, you know Wilson, yeah, he's kind of yeah. funny. And the defensive line is kind of funny too, man. Oh yeah, even when your boy called the Trichuri board a coochie. Coochie board or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was yeah. Funny. Jeff Jeff Ulbrich, the D, D coordinator, seems like a cool dude. Yeah, um, as I said, everybody seems uh, it's, it's a it's not like one say like, not like one of those shows where you just gotta wait for one guy to get on. Uh, like everybody, it's not right. like everybody's coming to see one guy. So right, um, they got multiple guys that could carry the show. So mm-hmm. definitely gonna be fun to watch. Um. One of one of the best is shaping up as one of the best seasons uh, in, a, in a while. Yeah. And then outside of that, I mean, on the show front, we got uh, the special ops lioness. Not gonna put any, not, not gonna spoil anything, but definitely want to check it out. Um, you know, one of those uh, special op military shows. Pretty much about the story is about a girl who's uh, in an abusive relationship who ends up joining the army, then gets recruited to CIA. And then uh, she's working with uh, Zoe Zaldana to uh, you know take down some terrorists. Uh, definitely want to check that out when you get a chance. Uh, they probably got like four or five episodes out out now, um, mm-hmm. but so far so good, man. Um, it has uh, I'm trying to think who else is in it. 
I know Nicole Kidman's in it. There's a few other people. But overall, so far, so good. Um, that's on uh, Paramount. Uh, Paramount's stepping it up, man. They got, they got, they building their little foundation of shows too. So once the strike is over, it's gonna be interesting to see who uh, steps up to the plate. Yeah, we need to get, we need to get this, uh, this strike over with. Yeah, because all these shows are gonna put on me, super pushed back. So yeah, th- this fall is gonna be uh, high and dry besides football. And then outside of that, I checked out a bunch of movies. Uh, I checked out Insidious to Red Door. That's the sequel to the Insidious, you know, franchise. No spoilers here, but <laughs> going to have to give it maybe a 6 out of 10. I was kind of disappointed. I felt like there was a, based off the previous movies, uh, it was a setup for them to get into a lot of stuff, but they really didn't. It was just kind of dry. I don't want to give anything away. But, I mean, probably if you into the series, you probably just want to check it out just to watch. Overall, I'll probably give it like a six out of ten. Um, mm-hmm. I just wasn't. Uh, I just, I just had high hopes and then just it didn't deliver. Got it. Uh, the flood. I don't know why. I don't know how and why I watched this movie. Probably give it like a five, five point five out of ten okay. or five out of ten. Pretty much about a. It's one of those like low budget straight to DVD movies. It's about a, about alligators that get into a prison because a prison flood like. I think it's like in Florida somewhere. It was like a huge flood, and the alligators get get into the prison. And they start eating people. Uh, it's just like a it's like a I felt I felt like I was watching a sci-fi movie on a sci-fi channel. One of those low budget straight oh, to DVD yeah. movies with kind of cheap uh, graphics, special effects. I think I just put it on and have it in the background. It's definitely something you could skip. Um, outside of that, there was a uh, Resident Evil Death Island. Uh, it was like a Animation series to the animation movie to the uh, uh, Resident Evil series. Overall, it's pretty good, man. I, just because I like Resident Evil, I feel like they uh, they do better with these like uh, animated series rather than them, you know, stabbing stabbing in the grave or you know, you know, beating a dead horse with these uh, like repeat de- uh, Resident Evil movies. Rather than like they're not, they're not really touching on the storyline like the games does, uh, yeah. and then like these animations do. Where there's again, and you see the different characters, stuff like that as things connect. But overall, it wasn't bad, man. If you want to check it out, I'll probably give it like a, a seven point two out of ten. So I said okay. it wasn't bad, man. Um, you can work with it's that. Like, yeah, it's, it's like watching a like watching the story mode of a video game. So it was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Then checked out the uh, Meg Two, the Trench. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, it was all right, man. Um, I thought it'd be more about the shark. Spoiler alert! But there were other creatures in the in the movie, um, pertaining like from this ocean, obviously deep down in the ocean. So I kind of took away from the the like the aurora of the shark, so to say. Like the yeah, it didn't it didn't make the movie didn't make the shark seem as big and bad as we normally uh, view the shark. It makes you it just makes you wonder what else is down there besides the, that damn big ass shark and. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of shit down there that we have not seen. Don't know what the hell it is. Just kind of true. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, interesting to see where they go from there, from here. Um, I feel like they're gonna run up probably another two or three more of these type movies because they got they got their star actor and, and Jason Statham. Now he's gonna be fighting creatures for the next three or four movies. So overall, I'll probably give it like a six out of ten. So. Okay. Definitely. Uh, if if you if you've seen the first, I like the I like the first one better, right? The first one seemed more like a, a story, more realistic. 
This mm-hmm. one just kind of seemed like, all right, how can we make this the more blockbuster? And then they, sure. you know, they just they just throwing a bunch of stuff at like creatures at us, and you know, you got your lead actor killing them all. So it was just, it, it just it was what it was. So mm-hmm. then outside of that, um, checked out uh the Mario movie. Um, yeah, it was all right, man. It wasn't uh. It, it didn't seem like it was as good as uh, people made it to seem. Uh, seeing, I I told you when it came out, like I, if 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 Bowser's that not in that movie, it's a, it's a zero point zero. There wasn't much, you know. I I, I you know I thought I thought it was okay because because I thought that Jack Black did a great job as Bowser, but other than that, I mean Mario and Luigi were meh. I mean, yeah, I felt like I don't know. I felt like they barely talked. It just wasn't a. Uh, it was just, I said, it wasn't really the 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 bad guys were more interesting than the than the good guys. Um, oh yeah, it just it it just was what it was, man. But it seems like it seems like they're going to be setting this up for more of that uh, Nintendo type stuff to be incorporated in in this in this type of movie because there was like hints of like Smash Brothers stuff when uh, he was fighting Donkey Kong and he like sh- you know hit him out the the arena and stuff like that, but. Yeah, another the way and see. Then I uh, checked out Talk to Me, uh, another horror movie, horror thriller movie. I'm not going to give you give any spoilers. Um, this was a, probably one of the better movies I've seen of uh, the horror movies, as far as like the first um, series, you know, first movie of the horror series. This one, I don't think they'll probably go get do another one the way based off the way it ended, but they could mm-hmm. um, based off of you know what goes on in the movie. Um, it's pretty much about teen, some teenagers that talk to this like haunted hand type, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, sculpture or, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it. Right. And when it does that, it can um, it lets that person be uh, taken over by, you know, a spirit or a ghost or whatever the case may be. So uh, when that happens, not the, the ghost that comes into you is always not the best or the safest or whatever you want to say. So, um Overall, it was a. It kind of reminded me of, uh, the, you know, the joint where they do, where they, everybody puts their hand on the, on the, on the, um, like the little on the thing on the board, and it, it talks to you by spelling out the words. Oh, the Ouija board. Ouija board, yeah. Uh, it kind of reminded me like of that, but more a sophisticated version, so to say, like upscale, like uh, instead of using the board, like they're doing something else, another uh, conduit to talk to the other side. So. But overall, I'll probably give it like a seven, seven point five, somewhere in between there. Okay. It was okay. pretty good. wasn't too long, wasn't too short. Um, it was it was good, man. And then the way it ended, nice. it kind of did. The way it ended, kind of didn't see. Kind of, you know, there's a possibility of the way it ended to see and that happen, but it just sets up for a lot. It could set up for a lot more based off of uh, you know, how it ended. Okay. Then I checked out uh, River Wild. That's the new movie on uh, Netflix. Um, it was about um, a bunch of uh, I want to say campers that go out on a trip, and then um, one of them gets injured, and then they kind of have to make a journey back to try to safety to for that person. But then as some stuff happens. Don't want to give any spoilers away. But overall, it was alright. It was alright movie. Uh, this will probably given high sixes, probably like a six point seven. It was alright. Um, okay. Some you some you can watch if uh, you know you need something to watch and. Uh, Kill some time, but definitely a all right movie. Nice. I just wish they would have gave more background on some of the stuff. So, because when you watch it, 
and they say some stuff. They some stuff gets mentioned in the movie, but they don't give you any context of it, like why it happened, when it happened. So I think if they did that, it would help understand the how the relationships between certain characters. But right. um, you know, you can only put so much in uh, into a movie. So, and then the last movie I checked out was The Hidden Strike. Don't know why I watched this. It was uh, with John Cena and Jackie Chan. Um, <laughs> I think I just put it on. I was looking for some action, but wasn't really much action in this. Uh, this is a, I want to say this is a bad movie, man. I just, you can say it. It was, to me, it was a bad movie, man. You can skip this, man. Definitely in the five range. No offense to John Cena or you know Jackie Chan. It was just, it was just so. Stu- I felt like some some of the stuff was just so stupid. Yeah. Um Like you could just see it coming. So. Overall, man, something you could skip. Yeah, man, just skip it, man. <laughs> and then uh, outside of that, it wasn't really much else. Uh, still going through some other stuff now. So you guys check out anything new? Uh, Righteous Gemstones. So just finished the first two seasons. That's a, it, worth, a, worth a watch. It's only uh, half hour, 40 minute episodes. Um, it's got Danny McBride, Adam Devine, John Goodman. Uh, it's It's pretty funny kind of has like a it's like funny but but serious at the same time if, if that makes sense you know it's set in south carolina about a uh a preacher and his family that are are you know making millions of dollars worth millions of dollars and uh, have built this kind of empire church you know big church um following they're on tv and all and all this stuff so it's it, it's okay. a, and then obviously people are people are out to get them all right okay so, uh but yeah, it's 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 hilarious, you know. The 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 kids are kind of uh, you know, your typical spoiled rich rich kids that you know kind of grew up with money, but they don't really have any 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 skill set of, of any you know any value. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, John Goodman, the dad, doesn't want to give up the church because he doesn't trust them to run it properly. So it's it's uh, it's pretty good though. Oh, okay. Like I said, it's only it. it's only like ten episodes a season, and and uh, they're only like thirty to forty minutes, so it's an easy watch. Okay, definitely have to get a watch. Uh, oh, I forgot, I checked out um that painkiller um oh, series yeah. on Netflix. That? Um, that was alright, man. It was a uh, it, it was about a limited series about um the uh, op the oxycontin. So I mean, they've been a bunch of them lately. Um, this one kind of takes a different approach. Um, it, the time frame of it is kind of like uh, after they sue uh, was a farmer or whatever the company is called uh, um, the, the pharmaceutical company whatever it's called yeah. it's kind of like after after they get sued um, and show what what like what happened during the first time they got sued and then kind of after they kind of give more background stuff on the different um, family members of the of the um, of the company. And how okay. uh, and how pretty much they how pretty much how they took them out of business, so to say, um, mm-hmm. on their last attempt. But I mean, overall, I mean, it wasn't really too much in this that we didn't know. But I mean, the overall, I mean, they did they did a good job of putting it together. It wasn't it didn't seem repetitive, even though there was some information in here that overlapped from other um, mm-hmm. shows or documentaries uh, that they put out recently. Um, I just felt like Netflix was a little late to the party. Overall, I'll probably give it a seven out of ten, though. Okay. Because it, it didn't drag. Um, they That's did a good. good job. They did a good job of showing the stories of uh some of the people that were affected by the drug, and then uh going into the 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 you know the head lady who uh helped bring him down. So 
but even though she did, she didn't bring him down because of the freaking uh, uh, what happened at the end. So because the the deal they cut. So, but nice. definitely uh, just this is more big business on big business type stuff. Kind of shows what, what, what how we live in America. So definitely uh, definitely could check it out uh, when you get a chance though. Okay. And then outside of that, it wasn't really much else, man. So what's your uh, what's your thoughts on this uh, whole blindside thing with uh, with Michael Orr and, and the uh, the Tui family? Yeah, man. Uh, unfortunately, uh, homeboy got robbed. From what it sounds like, it sounds like uh, whatever he signed, uh, they they own his like uh, you know I want to say image and likeness um, to a certain degree because uh, based off of the movie making making about three hundred million, I think they said. Um, yeah, so so they they made two point five percent off it, so about about eight million. Yeah, so um, from that, I think he from uh, I think they said he saw five hundred grand or not even. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know if that was an upfront you know fee for the movie or, but to pretty much to get that, I mean that's pretty much nothing um, and royalties, and especially when the movie's about him. But hey, who, you know who's to say? He definitely should have got a bigger cut, but who's to say that, you know, the family didn't do a, a job of, you know, going out there and pitching what they did. But also they did. a, I mean, it, it's it's horrible what they did. But at the end of the day, I mean, you got to uh, you got to do a better job of protecting uh, th- those young athletes like that. Yeah, I, I think I think they're you know it's, it's it's twofold, right? I think obviously the the them saying that they were going to adopt him and then not actually adopting him, having him sign uh, the conservatorship and saying that it's the same thing, you know, that that's pretty shady uh, to begin yeah. with. Um, you know, I think if they had adopted adopted him straight up and 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 kind of stiffed him at that point, that's you know to me it's a it's a little bit of a different story, right? But also, like you said, he's he's got a kind of you know he he's clearly you know not a dumb guy, so you got to figure when when royalty checks aren't coming in or you're not getting any paid anything from this movie after you know I don't know a few years maybe you start to look into it. I mean, you, you wait 14 years to years, come out yeah. and say it. It's kind of like, bro, like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, they they definitely screwed you, but like you also have to stand up for yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I can understand. Like, I know he said he didn't want to get a, get involved while he was playing and and all this stuff. Um, but it's still like you, you gotta you gotta have someone you know take care of that for you. Yeah, but that's thing. Are you, are you saying that because you because you're not worried about it now because you think you're gonna get that money later because you're getting paid from NFL or and then, maybe and then not, you know. But I think you shouldn't let that in the butt way before that happened because exactly who, who's to say he could have got a lot more. Then, uh, you know, based off the situation, he could have renegotiated that whole contract and said again, 2.5, maybe he got 5% uh, exactly. due, due to what happened. So, but now it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be in the attorney's hands. They're going to fight for you and be fighting for that money for a while. They're probably going to just settle out of court and then, uh, yeah. uh, he's going to be out of luck on that. But I think, I think this is also a learning lesson for a lot of people out there, upcoming athletes. And, uh, cause I mean, you see that a lot with, uh, you know, a lot of people. Oh have, yeah. Well, up and coming athletes and, uh, you know, families try to adopt them or the family members try to, you know, get in their business and, uh, you know, have them sign stuff they're not supposed to be signing. So um, hopefully people just eye opener for some people. Yeah, ag- agreed. Agreed. I think that it's just, yeah, it's it's more of a lesson uh, for, for those that those folks that, and, you know, again, when when you're you come from uh, maybe a tough situation, it's something seems good. It's like, all right, let's let's uh, let's go for this. 
but yeah if you have if you have a potential like that it's you kind of gotta you gotta gotta watch out for yourself a little bit too oh yeah i actually passed for michael Orr a few times in miami fun times did you yeah it was a fun some fun I times could, man i guess i could see that i could see that yeah it was some fun times man you still got that like uh 70 million dollars in your bank account rich no, nah, that's long like, gone, man. What's <laughs> <laughs> the percentage of uh, of uh, NFL players that go broke? I'm in that percentage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, definitely uh, it's definitely a you know tragic situation. But I mean, everybody, I feel like everybody's at fault uh, in that. Um, oh, yeah, whether yeah. it be Agreed. whether it be the player, the family that you know had him sign the stuff, also the you know player's family, like who. Like your mother, brother, or sister didn't say what's up with this. Like, why are you signing this? Or, right. um, I mean, I know, I know they said he was, you know, coming from a foster home or something like that. But ain't no foster parents or anything like that check in on this situation. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people that dropped the ball in that situation. But yeah, yeah, definitely. It's definitely gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. But pretty much, like I said, man, the lawyers are gonna lawyer it out, and it's gonna be a settlement, and that's gonna be mm-hmm. end of it, man. Yep. And uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. That's all I got. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Until next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on.